Okay, Richard Krauss. Uh, so 10 years ago, it was DVD collections. Now it's uh, streaming subscriptions. So what in the world does this mean, do you think, for the next decade? I think we'll continue to see more streaming services uh, come out and generate their own content. And in fact, I think that probably within the next four or five years, we're going to see uh, these streaming services, so many of them, that it will eventually end up being like what network television once was, except that you're able to curate your content in a way that you weren't able to do with regular cable. So you can watch whatever it is that you want to watch whenever you want to watch. The difference being, though, that you'll have to pay for each of these services individually. Um, it will give people uh, greater choice than they've ever had before. It'll give people probably um, a wider uh, sort of uh, entertainment to choose from. So we'll see everything from, you know, all horror to, you know, all uh, comedies to whatever it might be. So there'll be more to choose from, uh, but I'm not sure that more actually necessarily means better. So it'll be interesting to see five or six years in to this streaming revolution, whether or not um, it, it really feeds storytelling or just creates a, a glut of it so that there's so much that people don't know what to watch. A geographical question. Do you think now there is going to be greater opportunity for Canadian creators specifically with these types of uh, models moving forward? I think that if you as a Canadian filmmaker can uh, cut through the noise uh, of all the stuff that is streaming and get your film on a, on a service where it can sit and wait for people to find it? Absolutely. I mean, this is probably one of the best things that's happened for Canadian film in a very long time. Studios uh, and, and the theatrical chains don't really give a lot of oxygen to Canadian film. I think streaming services uh, are the great sort of uh, equalizer. It's more democratic. If you put a, a film out there uh, that, that grabs people's attention, Absolutely. As a, as a filmmaker, I think probably now, if I was making small dramas, I would stream them all day long rather than uh, try and you know, eco to a theatrical run. Now, we have several years now of Netflix like pioneering this, others like Amazon, mm -hmm. Disney on the movie-making side. But what does this mean for those classic movie studios and the decisions they make for film? Because it used to be, hey, I can make... 10 to $15 million on a budget, or I have a 10 to $15 million budget, I can make three to four times that, you know, in the 90s. And it seems like, Richard, that's nearly impossible because so much investment is going into either, you know, the massive action movies, the Avengers, if you will, or those kids' animated films like Frozen. So what does it mean for those, those types of dramas and comedies that could get so successful, you know, 10, 20 years ago? The, the small character-driven dramas will all be driven to the streaming services. I think that uh, in four or five years, unless there is, and there are waves, you know, we, we're right now in the middle of this tsunami of superhero films, these big budget giant films, and that's what studios are deciding to invest in, spend $200 million and make a billion dollars off them. Um, it used to be that you could spend 15 to $20 million uh, on a smaller drama, and if you made 40 or 50 million, everybody walked away happy. Those days uh, seem to have come and gone, except on streaming services. So you'll see movies like Marriage Story uh, on Netflix, which is you know character driven. It's small. It's really you know based around two characters who are getting a divorce, 
And that would have been a studio picture years ago. It could have been Kramer versus Kramer or something like that. Uh, now it's a streaming service movie because people will uh, still want to invest their time to see it, but more and more people are, are putting aside the theatrical experience and waiting for uh, the big blockbusters to come along, and that's what they want to see in theaters. Not so that character, I... character dramas are for streaming services by and large now. Could you have ever, could anyone have ever predicted that when Netflix started this whole thing of streaming, that you would have you would have Crave, Amazon, Disney, that it would grow to this extent? I mean, was anybody, you know, was anybody putting bets on this is going to be the thing, you know, in those early, early days of Netflix? I think everyone waited to see what happened with Netflix before jumping in feet first. And so what you saw was this drag between the time that Netflix started and then all the other ones. And now everyone's scrambling to try and catch up. Uh, Netflix has worldwide dominance. They've got so many subscribers, 148 million subscribers around the world. And I think that it's just going to take uh, a few years for others to to really fully figure out what they want to do and whether they want to spend the money uh, to run a service like Netflix. Netflix spent $250 million on The Irishman alone. Um, that's the budget for a lot of other streaming services of five series of, of you know three or four movies. So Netflix certainly has no problem spending big money. And that will be the thing that differentiates you know, all the other streaming services from Netflix is their ability and their willingness to spend uh, outrageous amounts of money to get people watching. 